Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. This is Kat Smith, and with me is Vigard Svanberg. Hello, Mr. Viking. Hello, hello. Dominatrix Viking, was it? <laughs> yeah, Dominatrix Viking. That's a really good story, actually. Uh, apparently, Vagard reckons that he's quite intimidating with his staff and that when he walks into his offices, they all sort of cower and go, don't pick me, sir. I don't want to be the one to be the victim today. And all I can imagine is Vagard in black leathers with his whip and his stiletto heels cracking the whip going, ha, 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 ha. serve me, you scum. So yeah, Dominatrix Viking, that's the new nickname. What do you no. think of it, Rigard? Uh Well, I think it says more about how your mind works than, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good answer, but... <laughs> well, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> excuses, excuses, excuses. Anyway, excuses. what have you been up to the last... Uh, well, weeks? I've been up to, to a bit. I, For instance, I've scraped my car. You've <laughs> <laughs> the windshield we had just had a you know it's my norwegian uh, weather report we just had the first frost, frost night <laughs> i thought so, it was a euphemism for something else I'm just no it wasn't unfortunately oh shame no dominatrix vikings in the bedroom for you so it's not really been much going on except that my book is selling like i don't know what do you call it hot cakes yeah, I'm so sorry, my Don't listeners. Know where that Our listeners that can't, comes from, but... can't read it. As I said before, I have to bundle it with a Norwegian language course. <laughs> yeah, make some more money that way. You can always get an yeah. affiliate to do that for you. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. actually, tell I us, Kat, what's yet. been going on so... in um, NZ? New Zealand. Uh, it hasn't stopped raining for the last month. Um, I'm growing webbed feet, so that's my weather report. It's absolutely <laughs> pissing down. It's been pissing down from day one. Um, but I've had, or my parents have had, uh, my little nephew and niece have been staying here for the last four days. So the house is full of two grandparents, one child, which is me, and three grandchildren. So it's been very noisy. And the nephew and niece is, uh, the nephew Benjamin is nine, and the niece Michaela is seven. So they're at a cool age, they do cool, fun stuff, but man, they are noisy and they are fast and they bang around, etc., etc. And they fight. <clears throat> they fight like proverbial cat and dog. So they're always at each other, nitpicking at each other, only like siblings can do. Wow. You sound a bit cross. I know. I'm just a bit tired. Um, and I don't see that because... Mini QBV is an only child, so I don't get that bickering and that fighting and uh -huh. that sort of thing. It's very quiet in my house. <laughs> Unless she's creating a, a hassle or a crisis or a drama, it's usually very calm and relaxed. So it's been a very uh -huh. different view of things. But I have to say, if either of them are in trouble with the grandparents or they feel that one of the others has been wronged, they are immediately come to the, each other's defense and they are loyal to an absolute letter so you wouldn't be able to separate them if someone you said to one of them you've done something naughty you're going to be in big trouble you're going to miss out on dinner the other one would go on a hunger strike for them so you know that's wow. not fair he's my brother so that 
is a pretty big testament to loyalty. And I, I think I've been noticing it more because I've been watching um, various TV programs like Game of Thrones, where loyalty is one of the big themes throughout it. That you're loyal to your area, your your queen or your um, your brothers and sisters or to your clan or to your tribe. And I've also been watching Suits, which is the one about the lawyers and how they are very loyal to each other within the, the legal firm and they don't allow others to manipulate them or to manipulate the firm, but they, they bitch and fight amongst themselves. So and what I got, so what I got out of this is that you got time, too much time to, to, to you got time to watch TV. <laughs> I watch an episode a night. It's taking me years to get through it all. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. That sounds great. Have to switch great. off somehow. Yeah, but anyway, I think loyalty is um, it's one of those things that if you can get it, particularly with your clients, and you've got that magic formula of making that happen, which we know how to do, don't we? Because we've talked about that before. Of course we do. Then it's really hard to break, and you'd have to do something pretty big and pretty stupid to break that kind of loyalty, um, and to to break people's trust, that's what you'd have to do. So once you've got client loyalty, much easier to sell to them. Huge, massive difference. How how long did um, your longest standing client stay with you, Kat? From day one. So seven years and probably still counting. <coughs> excuse me. You're not excused. Yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah. There's always there's always someone who's going to be there from the beginning to the very bitter end because they love who you are, not what you do necessarily, but who you are, what you stand for. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it makes you wonder, what did I actually love? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you. Maybe the whips and chains, well. but maybe not. So, Kat, tell me, what, what are we going to talk about today? I, I heard rumours that, that today's topic's got something to do with blaming yeah, it has. And you just have to excuse me for a minute because the cat's trying to dig his way out of the carpet and underneath the door to get outside. God knows why, because it is raining. So if you can hear any scratching, it's mm -hmm. not my little gimp I've got in the cupboard. It's the cat. Um, oh. And he's going to be murdered because that's brand new carpet. You can't you can't murder that cat. Oh, dear. Now, if <laughs> no, our listeners could just see what's going on in the video stream, they would be appalled. No, it's a hair tie. I threw it at <laughs> see if I could distract him. Um, yeah, everything's your fault, Vigard. Everything. Thank you. I think everything That's a huge compliment. Your fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, isn't it? I mean, there's this, that, and the other that happened that caused me to not be able to do what I should have done. So it's not my fault. The government? Because there were so many external the, circumstances. The government? Was it their the fault? Government, the government. Other Was people, it the aliens? Customers. Oh, Was it we had, um, yeah, before we moved, we had on, on Friday, we had from Friday to Saturday, I think it was almost 24 hours, if not more, we lost all the banks, lost uh, their connectivity with the world. All banks were down, the postal right. officers were down. So, you know, we were just at a standstill financially for 24 hours. And, and could you prove that you had any money? No, of course I can't. No, no, no it's nothing there. No. It's a crisis. That is quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, no gold bars hidden down in your basement. No, 
No uranium hidden somewhere in your bathroom? Well, well I, I could tell you, but then I'll have to kill you. So, <laughs> so what are you going to trade with? Exactly. And whose fault is mm. it? I mean, if the bank whose system disappeared tomorrow, whose fault would it be? It's Elvis's fault. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. If he hadn't have died, yeah. that would have been fine. That would have been fine. So yeah, a list everybody of... everybody uh... blames... Ev people who are unsuccessful blame other people, other circumstances, other forces, rather than their own actions. Yeah. That's pretty much my I actually heard quite a few, quite a few successful, successful people complain about everyone as well. Just so it's said. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> but usually the successful people take responsibility for their own actions. So yes. they, don't, <clears throat> they don't sit around waiting for that windfall to drop in their lap. They actually work towards it or they do something or they take action about it. They don't think about it either. They actually do something. I heard um, Dan Kennedy, who's one of the most amazing direct response marketing people on the planet, talk about um, how when you're what's most important is that when something is done so you can think about doing it and you can be doing it but it's not actually very useful until it is done so you actually have to get off your ass and do it and get it finished and out there yeah. get your service or product and or he, marketing or whatever it is and, out there and he also said that money is attracted to speed which you can interpret in many different ways, uh, which one is, for instance, that uh, you have to just get your thing out there because, you know, a, 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 a unpolished product on the air is better than a perfect product in your desk drawer. True. Yes, exactly. And if you can blame 100,000 people for that not happening and it's still in your desk drawer, then you're not going to get anywhere, are you? So what I'm saying is that there needs to be some accountability. So you have to have accountability for your own actions. And you have to be, um, you have to say, if something is not happening, you have to look at why and what you've done about it. And it is your fault. So if your staff are bitching and moaning, it's your fault because you haven't either selected the right staff or trained them the right way or motivated them the right way. If your business is failing, it's because you have done something or done nothing to get it that way. You cannot blame the taxes, the supply companies, the utilities, the staff, or anything like that. You have to take a good look at yourself first and say, what have I done about it? What have I done to put things into place to make it work? Fair enough. And what, we, what we're really saying is, or you, you say everything. Is, what am I uh, saying? Everything is <clears throat> a fool. No. Uh, uh, what I think we're really <laughs> saying here is that everything might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. And there's a subtle but important distinction there because things might happen to you that's not your fault. You know, when, for instance, with your salon, when they dug over that water pipe, that wasn't your fault. Mm but it was your responsibility to fix it. And it was your responsibility that you didn't have, you know, a few buckets of water or or, or something ready in case that should happen. It was happen, my so. responsibility to have a plan B, wasn't it? To have a procedure yeah. into place to exactly. say, well, if something's going to be affected, how am I going to fix the problem? How am I going to keep running this business? Because if I don't, mm. then that's my fault. And it's the same with the banking system when they were down. Mm. I mean, I, I, I too should have a, well, I do, but, you know, uh, some people, no, most people won't have a plan B. So when the banks go offline, they can't do anything. Actually, 
uh, for a while there, the um, uh, you couldn't even pay by card in the stores. I mean, really. Yeah, so it was, was there a big panic, big panic buy? Was there trying to there was, people getting no, a bit people angry? Were calm. Or just no. Norwegians who just hang out going, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, Go well, the thing is that it was, you know, get people, get, people get furious when they don't get access to stuff. But yeah. uh, people, you know, expected it to come up shortly. And the bank, uh, the the bank terminals in the store start working after a while, so you know people could get, go and buy groceries and stuff. But just imagine if that if the banks had if the bank terminals had been offline for say uh, two days or something, people would you know oh, stuff would start to happen, and there's nothing they could do. All they would have would be you know a useless plastic card, which they couldn't trade for 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 anything really. So there would be you know without food or anything which is well, it, it is really quite scary actually and it's you, not yeah i mean it's just one well-placed bomb from the russians or something and the entire <laughs> bank system would be out there's nothing you could do and if yeah Norwegians have to talk about the russians but that, that, that <laughs> also puts me in mind of the fact that it's the one thing if you're relying on that one thing so if, for example if you had an, just an online e um e-account so you where you're selling your products online and some selling businesses do, and you're relying on that income, and all of a sudden people can't pay online, they can't use an electronic form of payment because the bank is down, there's your business. Two days of business gone down the tube. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Do you have a backup? Is there a way that they can pay cash? Is there a cash on delivery? Do you have something in place that just in case? And I know that there is sometimes there are things that are beyond your control that you cannot you cannot conceive of right now. For example, you might have a volcano erupt underneath you. You didn't know it was there. There are things that happen like that. And my husband, the Mr. QBB, he's in risk. And he thinks of all these things for engineering projects where he has to come up with the risk of something happening. And he has to think of risks that may never have happened before but might happen and think of things out of the mid-air. So, for example, he was working on a railway project and it transpired that these very rare Natterdak toads were nesting on the railway line. So his he had to come up with the risk of whether the project would run over budget because they couldn't move the toads certain times of the year to take the tracks up and to lay the tracks again. So if they started the project and it ran late, they wouldn't be able to finish it for another six months because the toads were there and they wouldn't be able to move them on. So what was the risk to the project of these toads getting jiggy with it early or late in, in the time? So he has to come up with all sorts of weird stuff. And there's there's stuff like that that you just, you'll never be able to predict. But there would be the basic things and the everyday things like having access to funds and more than one supplier, uh, more than one staff member. What do you do when a staff member calls in sick or decides to resign on that day? So do you have a plan B? Because what I hear a lot about, and I was talking to my mum about this today, who is known as the queen bitch of everything mother, <laughs> she said that her other daughter, who, we, who should not be named, my sister, 
uh, her husband, was said that everything that was wrong with the world was the fault of all the baby boomers, and of which my mum was one. Wow. And he thinks that they are the most selfish generation. They've taken everything. They're not going to give anything back. And they're just going to die and leave huge amounts of debt for generation Y, of which he is one. So he's got a real entitlement um, attitude. And it's that one thing that we I see a lot, is that people who are entitled and say, yes, but this should happen because I am worth it or because I am, just because I exist. And that's where you get the snowflakes and the social justice warriors saying that you can't say things, bad things, or you can't do this, you can't do that, and nobody's allowed to do that because I don't like it, so therefore you should stop doing it and get offended. But in fact, if you start taking responsibility for your own actions and actually doing something rather than just talking crap all the time, there'll be a huge change in the amount of action that you do. And like you say, the speed of action that you do rather than sitting and waiting for someone else to tell you what to do or being bitter and twisted because the baby know, um, have taken all the money. I know this woman who's got uh, three kids, uh, an ex-husband uh, or ex-boyfriend who left her. Interesting story there, which I can't take on the podcast. I'll have to tell you that sometime. Tease, <laughs> tease. In the bar. Uh, no, anyway, so uh, she's been unemployed. She, she was unemployed for a while, felt that she couldn't work. She just, you know. And then things started to add on. She got problems. Uh, she was hospitalized. Uh, she's still in hospital. Things of some, you know, some reason started happening to her. Mm-hmm. She got sick, you know, stuff happened to her kids, blah, blah, blah. And and uh, she's blaming everyone else, basically. It's everyone else's fault. It's everyone mm-hmm. else's fault that she doesn't get well. It's a bit, People don't visit her at the hospital, and that's, of course, people being mean. But it's not mm-hmm. really, because everything comes back and down to her, really. Uh, yeah. And uh, she and can't do anything about, you know, it? yeah, even even the illness, because when you have that kind of, uh, <laughs> those kind of eating habits she's been having, <laughs> you, you know, when you don't eat vegetables at all and just eat processed meat and uh, sugary stuff, you can just Ooh, expect can trouble. And when you, yeah, and then you can add up, you know, smoking and the rest of it, you are kind of, you're increasing the chances of something striking. Which it well, did. you're stacking, stacking the odds in your favour of St- dying, aren't you, really? Yeah, yeah you're creating really. it. Yeah, so that's it's what your you own do. responsibility. And, and I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, it, it's, it can't be said that that wouldn't happen if she was on a clean diet or whatever. But as you say, she is stacking the odds against her. Yeah. And it's very important. It's like people saying we should ban sugary drinks because they're bad, or we should tax chocolate. And then nobody will buy it. But actually, it's our responsibility as human beings to make our own decisions and say, yeah, I'll eat that piece of chocolate or I'll drink that sugary drink, but then I can't be expected to be given a whole lot of health benefits or health care because I've made myself sick. So I think it's quite the system's quite flawed because people turn around and say, well, now I'm sick, now you have to look after me, and the government has to do that. In many countries where the... the uh, Healthcare is subsidised sufficiently. It's like, well, you know, that's my right. That's my entitlement to be well. But if you're shoving shit down your throat as fast as you can, 
you shouldn't be entitled to that, should you? No, no, you shouldn't. That's a controversial, uh, very controversial viewpoint. I'm uh, sure that well, is it really? Yeah, I don't. Of course, we are in line on that one. Uh, mm. And I, t I totally agree. It's just the way it should be, but not everyone thinks that's the way it should be. Some people seem to think that you should be allowed to harm your body and still get all the help um, you want, paid for by other people. And I've never, never been able to understand that. This happens here a lot. Um, we also see it when it comes to um, cancer, for instance, cancer treatment. And people hate, you know, the private system and how that works. But if you look at the public system, it's not it's not a guarantee that you will get the most expensive and efficient cancer treatment there either. Um, so, so uh, yes, I think that um, it would probably be best for everyone if well, we could just take assume responsibility for our own bodies. Yeah, and if we don't take responsibility for our own bodies, then how are we going to take responsibility for our own businesses? Because it pretty much starts with you. You have to look after yourself first, because if you don't look after yourself, then nothing else is going to fall into place. If you're lacking in sleep, if you're not good enough exercise, if you have the wrong diet and you feel like shit, how are you going to perform at work? How are you going to take responsibility for you know the number of staff that you employ? How does that pan out? So, yeah, it, you are to blame. You are to blame for everything. Everything is your fault, as I said at the beginning. <laughs> everything is your fault. It might be very simplistic. We um, just lost a thousand listeners. Like <laughs> Damn it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm banking on loyalty at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this kind of a, is this a repulsion strategy? Yeah, this is my repel everybody who doesn't, doesn't go along with my views. Yeah, excellent. I think it's working I quite well. Yeah, I think it is. We've got, we got no <laughs> listeners left, so it's working brilliantly. It was really just, just a conversation between you and me now. <laughs> and the cat. <laughs> well, I'm entertained. Oh, well, I yeah, so Cal, what can people do then? I mean, uh, we have established that uh, if, if everything's... Uh, everything might not be your fault, but everything is your responsibility. So that means you have to deal with it, whatever happens. So what... Advice could we give people in terms of uh, concrete stuff they could do to um, assume response. Well, I guess assuming responsibility—that's the first. But then well, it is the first thing: assuming terms? responsibility. Yeah. And if you can look at it and say, instead of instantly be being defensive when something goes wrong, have a look at it and say, okay, what could I have done to make that not happen, or what could I have done to mitigate the risk so it wasn't as big an impact on my business. And then you just make the changes because you, you need to make the changes yourself. You'll be the one who knows what happens and how it happens. And you have to look at it and go, could I have done something different? Could I have put something into place? Yes, I could. And for just about everything, I could guarantee that there are things that you can do to change, to put procedures in place, to change the way you operate, to change the way you deal with things, to make it so that you, when you're assuming that, accountability and assuming the responsibility things start changing your whole business will start changing your the success rate will go up your profits will go up because you start seeing where things can change and what can be different and how to move things forward and where to take action and all the stupid stuff that we get bogged down in will, will start to disappear so yeah that's my, i'm in uh, my in one of my other 
in one of my other businesses, uh, I'm, I'm in a business where I actually depend on being online all the time because, you know, I run an ISP, a broadband company. If something goes down there, there's no one else to blame but me, really. So electricity can disappear. But explaining yeah. to one customer at the other end of the country that they are without an internet connection because a town across the country is without power, that, that isn't really easy to explain to them. So, you know what we had to do? We had to dig in another power cable from another power camp company. We had to put in a generator and batteries and all that stuff to keep everything up. And, you know, redundant internet connections, uh, that means, you know, several fiber lines and just do what's necessary to, to stay online all the time. And that's working really, really great. And it's, the principle is the same in your salon. And, you know, things like you are dependent on, on water. So at least, you know, keep a few, uh, keep some water somewhere stored in case the water is cut oh, off. Now, the same goes with hot water because, you know, the hot water tank or something could, could yeah, uh, something could happen to that. Just, Just when you have least some, expect it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And have some ways of heating up water if yeah, the water is cold. Just stuff, really simple, yeah, really simple stuff like that. We really have yeah. because you can probably do without electricity. It's not ideal to you know not uh, if you can't blow dry people. That's not ideal. So maybe you should have a small <laughs> generator, but or you can probably cope without. But not heat. you know being able to clean the color or out of their hair or something like that. Yeah. That would be yeah. Just that would doing be, the basics yeah. so that you can get them out the door and and happy yeah. and get them back in yeah. when it's back up and running. Yeah, I mean there's 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 tiny things like that. There's a lot of stuff and you really need to look. It's almost like a disaster recovery plan, but before it becomes a disaster. So you've got a recovery plan before it happens. Yeah, there's also stuff like, you know, if you get burgled or if something happens, uh, just have to have a basic plan. What happens if the place burns down? Or it doesn't even have to be your salon. What if the um, shop next door something there happens and you know smoke and stuff just destroy your cell and you have to take the business elsewhere what you do that doesn't mean you have to have one uh, backup facility somewhere but at least a backup no. plan what do i do if that happens where could i move yeah. and just it have could some... be that you just close the cell and, and and how do you tell all your clients so yeah. do you have a system where you can have all the data sitting in one place to talk to your clients do you have an email system do you have an on a computer separate from the salon, that sort of thing. So there's a, there's it doesn't have to be disaster scenario. It could be what if your supplier doesn't have that supply of particular colour and hasn't got it for a month? What do you do? Where can you go? If you've just got one supplier, then one's the most dangerous number. You need to be having your plan B. Yeah, that's actually a problem. I had a problem several times that a supplier hasn't been able to to send me the stuff I need within the time frame I needed it. So my me taking on new customers and serving existing customers has been, you know, uh, impeded by by them not supplying the goods on time. And that can be really yeah. I, I, that's really, really not just annoying, but you know, gets it's all those common. ripple effects. Yeah. Yeah. And it does and it affects everything from your patience down. Yeah. Cut. Yeah, pissed off. Um, <laughs> I love that. Love that voice. What do our <laughs> listeners need to do today? Uh, they need to go and create a plan. And then after they've done that, they need to review this podcast. Yeah. Go and, and why do they have to do that? Um, 
I don't actually Apart from stroking our egos, of course. Oh, yeah, to stroke our egos. But also it gets us up the ratings and more people will find us and we can help our fellow man because that's what we like to do is help our fellow man or woman, whatever persuasion you are. And so people who are in the salon industry can grow their salons and be successful and everybody can have great hair, skin, nails because that's the world we want to live in. Also, you should go to the growyoursalonforceshow.com and um, send us a message if you have a question or something. You could do that. The question is already pouring in, actually. So next episode, we're going to talk about one of our listeners um, and take a question from them. But if you have a question, you could send it to us. There's no guarantee we'll we'll answer the question, but we might. Be, and be also creative we're, we're and be clever. We're updating our website, aren't we? We're updating our website, so oh, there's yeah, bits on there, and there'll be some freebies to give away soon because we've been very slick about putting that together. So, so yeah, and you might be contacted sooner than you think. We will. Okay. We up. will see you in one week. Okay. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Cat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.